Hello, friends. Your humble host here for Sounds Like Radio. Great Gildersleeve time and time for great music. Hey, the best of two worlds here on Sounds Like Radio. Today we have a show from Gildy from May 4th of 1949 as Gildersleeve. Well, he's still celebrating after finding that crook for Ellen Knickerbocker, the one who stole her jewels and her fizz. He's celebrating. He's king of the road. He thinks he's the king of all detectives. Wouldn't you know Gildersleeve would think such a thing? Well, he's got a hot new case for himself to solve as a, a newfound detective tonight. There's been a robbery at the Hogan Brothers Department store, I believe that's what's happening. Yeah. Well, they say there's been a caper, and that to me sounds like a robbery at Hogan Brothers Department store. Now, I wonder if Gildersleeve is going to be able to solve this problem just as easily as he solved Ellen Knickerbocker's problem. You know, I wonder, though, one of the benefits of being a detective is working for beautiful ladies. And when you solve their problem, I wonder if Gildersleeve got a kiss from Ellen Knickerbocker and her lucky lips. Here's Gail Storm. Lucky lips, lucky lips, lucky lips. When I was just a little girl with long and silky curls, my mama told me, honey, you got more than other girls. Now you may not be good looking, but you still wear diamond clips. You'll never have to worry Cause you got lucky lips Lucky lips are always kissing Lucky lips are never blue Lucky lips will always find a pair of lips that will be true I don't need a party clover Rabbit's foot are good luck charm With lucky lips I'll always have a pair One of my favorite comedy TV shows was My Little Margie. And Gail Storm, of course, was the star of My Little Margie. She later played a a starring role in another television series, Oh, Susanna, otherwise known as The Gail Storm Show. But my favorite was My Little Margie. She was perfect in that role. 
and that was Gail Storm. Yes, she was also a singer in addition to being quite funny. She was also a singer, and that was her singing Lucky Lips. Oh, she had some nice lips, too. I don't know whether they was lucky, but they sure were beautiful. <laughs> oh, speaking of beautiful, you know, life, life can be a beautiful thing, can't it? Well, Carson Robeson, he thinks so. Here's Carson. And life is a beautiful thing. Some morning and you're feeling fine The sun's shining bright and the air is like wine You take a cold shower and you're right on the beam And life is a wonderful dream You eat a big breakfast of bacon and eggs You walk to your work with a zip in your legs You hold your head high and your shoulders just swing Yes, life is a beautiful thing comes the villain who ruins your day a gloomy old neighbor you meet on your way he says old pal are you feeling all right your face really gave me a fright then he says you remember my friend billy gray well only last tuesday we laid him away and three days before i give you my vow he looked just like you do right now Get to your office, a physical wreck. There's pains in your back and there's pains in your neck. Gas on your stomach from ulcers, no doubt, and maybe pneumonia or gout. You rush to the drugstore and get you some dope. Although you feel certain it's too late to hope, but you say a prayer that you'll last until spring. Oh, life is a horrible thing. to your lawyer and make out your will you sign the last page with a tear in your eye for you know it's your final goodbye that evening your wife says you're going with me i'm taking you down for the doctor to see the doc checks you up and says what's all the stew there's not a darn thing wrong with you you wake up next morning and you're feeling fine. The sun's shining bright and the air is like wine. You take a cold shower and you splash and you sing. And again, life's a beautiful thing. Well, that was Carson Robeson and life is a beautiful thing. In case you were wondering, that's what Carson thinks and that's what it is too. Especially when you consider the alternative. Oh, oh my, life is a very beautiful thing when you consider that. Oh, my. But sometimes life can get rough, especially when you're waiting to hear from a special friend, waiting to hear a special call, and finally, well, the phone rings, and you say, thank you for calling. You're just so grateful. Here's, oh, there's the phone. Here's Joe Stafford. Who can it be? Hello. 
I just love the way Joe Stafford holds the notes, you know? Singers today don't do that anymore, but I think it's great when you can hold a note like that. Joe Stafford, one of my very, very favorite Joe Stafford songs. It sounds it sounds so sad, doesn't it? Thank you for calling. She's grateful. I just hope she's appreciated. She should be. The great Joe Stafford there here on Sounds Like Radio. Right now, it's time for the great... Gildersleeve. Tonight's program from May 4th of 1949 as Gildersleeve is back in the detective business. A mysterious woman on a bus leads to a caper at night in the Hogan Brothers department store. Yeah, well, sounds interesting, I'd say. Let's let's listen to it then. May 4th, 1949. Here is the Great Gildersleeve here on Sounds Like Radio. The Kraft Foods Company presents Harold Perry as the Great Gildersleeve. Great Gildersleeve is brought to you by the Kraft Foods Company, makers of Parquet Margarine. Millions of women all over America serve Parquet because it tastes so good. And now, in many states, you can buy this delicious Parquet Margarine in yellow quarter-pound sticks. 
Yes, the same spread that tastes so good now comes in handy quarter-pound sticks already colored a rich golden yellow and ready to serve. That's Parquet, P-A-R-K-A-Y. Parquet margarine made by Kraft. For the last few weeks now, the great Gildersleeve has been playing the role of amateur detective. A few days ago, he surprised everyone, including himself, by actually capturing a jewel thief. That night, the astounded citizens of Summerfield could scarcely believe their ears when they heard over their radios. Hot Morton P. Gildersleeve, local water commissioner, became the hero of Summerfield tonight when he captured Goldtooth Ferguson, notorious jewel thief. We are fortunate tonight in having this courageous citizen in our WSUM Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve. Uh, good evening, ladies. Uh, Mr. Gildersleeve, step a little closer to the microphone. Oh, oh, oh closer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you, Leroy. Now sit down. <laughs> That's my little nephew. Mr. Gildersleeve. Uh? Summerfield is very proud of you tonight for trapping this dangerous criminal. Uh, it wasn't so much. I... Just captured him single-handed, that's all. <laughs> Mr. Gildersleeve, would you mind telling us in your own words just how you did it? In my own words? Not at all. You see, I disguised myself as Eddie the gardener, and there I was, hiding in the petunia bed, when... Oop, oh, 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 dropped my script. <laughs> there. Oop, wrong page. <laughs> well, <clears throat> there I was, hiding in the petunia bed, when I saw this suspicious character. Well, I coolly adjusted my putty nose... Then Thank I... you, Mr. Gildersleeve. Huh? Sorry, our time is up. What? And now the Summerfield Bottling Works brings you Moments of Melody what? featuring Mervyn Hostetter and his glass blowers. Who? You can't do this to me. I just started. Ladies and gentlemen, there I was in the petunia bed. Oh, come on, Leroy, let's go home. <laughs> They got your picture right on the front page. Yeah, that's me, all right. <laughs> and a big story, too. Aren't you excited, Uncle Moore? Well... You look so young in that picture. Well, that picture was taken a few years ago <laughs> when I was at Princeton. Oh. I wondered why you were wearing bell-bottom pants. <laughs> yeah, they were all the rage then. <laughs> you were so slender, too. Oh, well, I guess I was a little thinner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Leroy... <laughs> You ought to get some extra copies of the paper on it. Extra copies? Well, I might pick up a few. Well, children, Sherlock Holmes Gildersleeve still has his job at the water department, you know. Better hurry if I'm going to catch my bus. Want some more hot cakes, Miss Gildersleeve? Yeah, no, thank you, Bertie. I have to go to work now. Hey, Bertie, look at this picture in the paper. Picture? Yeah, right there. Who's that? That's Unc. Mm -hmm. Huh? That skinny man is you, Miss Gildersleeve? <laughs> well, Bertie, of course, that picture was taken a few years ago. A few? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Gildersleeve, when that picture was taken, even I was skinny. <laughs> Wasn't that long ago. Oh, well, better catch that bus. Bell-bottom trousers, coats of navy blue. At hurry. These papers are getting kind of heavy. Maybe I shouldn't have bought three dozen. 
good morning, driver. Good morning. Uh, <laughs> like to see one of these newspapers? Got my picture on it. It read while I'm driving. They ought to pension him off. The bus, too. Hey, who's that girl sitting back there? She's pretty. I could sit down next to her. Nah, that would be too obvious with all these empty seats. Besides, the bus driver's watching me. I could sit across the aisle from her, though. She is cute. Wish she'd look over here. <laughs> Darn it, she won't look. She looked. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, nice day, isn't it? Yes. Yep, sure is. You're a stranger here in town, aren't you? Yes. Hmm. Not very talkative. Must be from Vermont. <laughs> Care for a morning paper, miss? I've got lots of them. Oh, are you a newsboy? Huh? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not selling them. I want to give you one. Oh. Yeah. There you are. Thank you. Quite all right. <laughs> Mind if I sit next to you? The sun's in my eyes over here. Well, all right. There, I made it. I mean, that's better. <laughs> Go ahead and read your paper. Don't let me bother you. All right. Yeah, pretty interesting story on the front page there. What? Right there. Eastern jewel thief captured by clever work of local detectives. Oh. There's the detective's picture, too. Oh, yes. Look like anybody you know? No. I don't believe I know any college boys. College? Co- <laughs> no, 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 that's me. What? <laughs> well, it was taken several years ago, about 20. <laughs> oh, I see. Why, it says here that you captured this dangerous criminal all by yourself. Yep, single-handed. Oh, it must be thrilling work being a detective. Uh, just a sideline with me. I'm really the water commissioner here in Summerfield, Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve. Oh. Yeah. After working at the water department, being a detective is a pipe. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Mr. Gildersleeve, I'll have to read this story. I'm sure it's very exciting. Well, the newspaper left a lot of it out. I could tell you the real story. Oh, I'd like to hear it. Good. Well, first I disguised myself as the gardener, and there I was, hiding in the petunia bed. Yes. Well, suddenly I... Oh, excuse me. Huh? I have to get off here. Token brothers. What? Goodbye, Mr. Gildersleeve. But, miss, young lady... Better luck next time, Buster. <laughs> Let me off at the next corner. <laughs> Good morning, Mr. Gildersleeve. Uh, good morning, Bessie. Oh, I've been reading about you this morning. You're a regular hero. Yeah, thank you. And I saw your picture in the paper, too. Gee, you look cute in bell-bottom pants. <laughs> yeah, well, better get to work. Here's the morning mail, Mr. Gildersleeve. Thank you, Bessie. Just put it here on my desk. Uh, uh, don't feel like working today, Bessie. Bessie, something very unusual happened on the bus this morning. Did a man get up and give a woman his seat? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, Bessie. Something wonderful happened. I met the most beautiful girl. Oh. Yeah. Just the kind of girl I've always dreamed of meeting. Sweet, attractive, lovely smile. 
But we met for just a fleeting moment, Bessie. Then she folded her tent like the Arabs and silently stole away. She had a tent on the back? <laughs> Figure of speech, Bessie. Longfellow. Oh. I'll probably never see her again. Well, that's life. Let's face the task at hand, Bessie. I'd better open the morning mail. Yes, sir. I'll answer that. Summerfield Water Department. Mr. Gildersleeve. Yes? This is the girl you met this morning. What? Oh, the girl on the bus. Who hell? I didn't expect you to call so... Uh, hello. How are you? <laughs> oh, Mr. Gildersleeve, I'm so glad you're there. What? I need your help. You do? Yes. I'll be right over. I mean, where are you? I'm at Hogan Brothers. I... Oh, just a minute. What's the matter? There's a man coming over here. Oh, goodbye. Hello. Hello. She hung up. What? It was the girl on the bus. Why? She's at Hogan Brothers Department Store, and she needs my help. Well, maybe she wants you to help her carry your packages. Yeah. No. <laughs> Bessie, she's in some kind of trouble. That's why she called me. I told her I was a detective. Oh. Yes, sir. Bessie, it looks like the great Gilder Sleuth has another case. Not very crowded in Hogan Brothers today. Oh, well, things are bad all over. Should be able to find her if she's still in here. I'll see her. Let's see, Gildersleeve. You're a detective. You should be able to figure this thing out. She hung up when she heard that man coming. Why was she afraid of him? Maybe he was a gangster. Wonder if he's still lurking around here. Oop. There's a funny-looking man in that phone booth over there. I'll sneak up on him. He might be the one, all right. Probably got a gun. I'll just see if he's coming out. Well, hello, Gildy. Oh, Judge Hooker. <laughs> well, what's our great detective doing here at Hogan, brother? Well, if you must know, Judge, I'm on a new case. I'm trying to find a woman. Oh, that's nothing new, Gildy. You've been trying to find a woman for years. <laughs> I tell you, Judge, this is something serious. I met this beautiful girl this morning. She phoned me from here a few minutes ago. Then she suddenly hung up. You know what I think, Judge? I think a gangster is after her. What? Well, she said there was a man... Judge? Yeah? Look at that man over there. Where? Right there. He looks mighty suspicious to me. What's he sneaking around here for? He keeps walking up and down that aisle. You big boob, that's the floor walker. <laughs> floor walker? Oh, yes, I didn't see the gardenia in his buttonhole. <laughs> what a detective. Goodbye, Sherlock Nobody Holmes. <laughs> Oh, dear. What could have happened to that girl? I looked in every department in Hogan Brothers. I know she's in some kind of trouble. If I could open... Whoop! There she is, coming out of Peavy's. Oh, miss! Miss! Here I am! She got on that bus. Miss! Miss! Darn it, she got away. No, what am I going to say? I wonder if she said anything to Peavy. Peavy! Well, hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. What can I do for you? I just saw that girl come out of here. Oh, that so? She's uh, rather attractive, isn't she? Peavy, there's a man after that girl. Yeah? <laughs> I bet I know who he is, too. <laughs> 
No, Phoebe, you don't understand. This is important. I've got to find that girl, and you can help me. I want to cross-examine you. How's that? Cross-examine. That's the way we detectives piece things together. Oh, oh. Now, let's see now. Let's start from the beginning. How did she look when she came in? <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> I don't mean that. Did she look worried? Well, uh, Didn't she didn't look worried? I didn't say that. Then she did look worried? I didn't say that either. Well, let's skip it. When she came in, did she say anything to you? Yes, she did. What? She said, give me a cup of coffee. Is that all? That's all. No donuts, just coffee. Oh, TV, I don't care about the coffee. I guess she didn't either. She only drank about half of it. All right. Now, look, I've got to get some information about that girl, Peavy, some clues. When she walked out of here, did she leave anything? Mm, well, uh... Think, Peavy, concentrate. Well, come to think of it, she did leave something. She did? What? She left a nickel for the coffee. Oh! <laughs> Peavy, you're a big help. Well, now, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't either. I've got to find that girl. <laughs> Lawyer, merchant, chief, rich man. Bertie, what are you doing? Counting buttons? <laughs> no, for Mr. Wall, I count the people I know who like Park A. Margarine. Judge Hooker, he's a lawyer. Merchant, that's Mr. Peavy, and then there's some... Well, it doesn't make any difference who you name, Bertie. Everybody likes things that taste good. And believe me, parquet margarine is delicious. I know it, Mr. Wall. Last night, I used parquet in a casserole dish, and I thought Mr. Gildersleeve would never stop eating. My, you should see that man well, with Gildy you. likes things well-flavored, all right, and he feels pretty strongly about economy and quality, too. And parquet pleases him both ways. You should see that man with Parquet it. margarine pleases everybody when it comes to economy and quality. After all, it's the margarine of craft quality. It's made from only the choice products of American farms. And every delicious pound is enriched with 15,000 units of essential vitamin A. And when you stop and think that parquet costs only about half as much as the most expensive spread, my, my. Yes, Bertie, you can go right down the list. The wives of all kinds of men from all parts of the country, they all like the quality and economy of parquet. Dr. Lawyer Merchant, why, everybody likes parquet margin because it tastes so good. <laughs> That's P-A-R-K-A-Y, parquet margarine made by Kraft. And remember, in many states, you can buy parquet in yellow quarter-pound sticks. Looks as though the great detective Gildersleeve is on another case, a very mysterious one. Who is the girl on the bus? Who is she running away from? And why did she disappear? That's what the great Gildersleeve would like to know. Just can't understand this thing, Bessie. I wonder what kind of trouble that girl is in. I don't know, Mr. Gildersleeve. What made her run out of a Hogan Brothers department store like that? Maybe there was a sale across the street. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much, Bessie. You're welcome. Uh, well, I guess the best thing to do is wait here at the water department. Maybe she'll call me back. 
Mr. Gildersleeve. Yes? Uh, while we're waiting, can I go down and get a malt? Yes. Thanks a lot. How can that girl drink so many malts? <sighs> Guess I ought to do some work. But how can I keep thinking about that girl on the bus? What if she really is in trouble? <sighs> oh, yeah, yeah. All this excitement is wearing me out. Might as well lean back and relax for a while. Ooh, lean too far. Oh! Ooh, my head. I can see stars. Well, there's a big dipper. I hear music, too. Pretty. Better get up. Uh, have to get this chair fixed someday. My head feels funny. Wonder who that is. Come in. Mr. Gilbert, please. It's you. Yes. Are you alone? Alone? Yes. Betty's, Bessie's getting them all, Ted. Good. I looked for you at Hogan Brothers. Hmm? They might be listening. They? Yes, Mr. Gildersleeve. I must talk to you. Of course. Sit down. No, there's no time. They're after me. They are? Who? Blackie Nolan and his gang. Blackie Nolan? Yes, I got away from him this morning. He's after this package. Oh, he is? It's very valuable. Blackie would do anything to get it. He'd even commit murder. Murder? Yes. Will you keep it for me? Black, uh, me? <laughs> well, that man... Oh, you will do this for me. Won't you, Mr. Gildersleeve? Give me that package. <laughs> oh, Mr. Gildersleeve, it's wonderful of you to do this. Well... You are very sweet. Oh, shucks. I should reward you with a kiss. <laughs> but I haven't time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Goodbye, Mr. Gildersleeve. But, miss, when will I see you? Tonight. Meet me at Hogan Brothers at midnight. At midnight? The side door will be open. But... Please don't fail me. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, brother, how do I get into these things? Hogan Brothers at midnight. And she said Blackie Nolan would commit murder to get this package. Well, anyhow, she's safe. She hasn't got it. I've got it. <laughs> I've got it. Well, it's 12 o'clock, Mr. Gildersleeve. Yes. Thanks for coming with me tonight, Bessie. Oh, that's all right. I wanted to come to Hogan Brothers anyhow. What? Well, they're having a hat sale tomorrow, and this is a good time to pick one out. Oh, my goodness. Pick out a hat at midnight? Well, sure. And if I find one I like, I'll leave a deposit with the night watchman. Bessie, we're supposed to be solving a mystery. Oh, yes. And isn't it exciting? Just like one of those mystery programs on the radio. Hmm? Well, you know, the private eye and his girl assistant. Of course, this is different. And those girls are always dumb. <laughs> yeah, they're always dumb, Side door must be down this alley. Keep close to me now, Bessie. Yes, sir. Quiet now. Shh. Here's the door. Says employees only, but let's go in anyway. What? Skip it, Bessie. Come on. Oh, brother. 
sure looks different in here at night. Just that little light on. Yes. Kind of scary. Wonder where that girl is. Don't see her anywhere. Me. <laughs> oh, me. Nolan got here ahead of us, Bessie. He may have her locked up here someplace. Shall we go home, Mr. Gildersleeve? Yeah. No, Bessie. She needs my help, and I'm going to find her. Yes, sir. Quiet now. The gang might be hiding in the shadows. Come on. We'll tiptoe. Yes, sir. We'll start looking on the first floor, and... Bessie, there's the gang. Oh! Four men with rifles. Don't shoot, fellas. Oh, they're just dummies. <laughs> In the sporting goods department. Yeah. Four men aiming at one little rabbit. Mm-hmm. Bessie, better stop and map out a plan of action. All right. We can sit down here on the escalator. We'll have to be systematic about this, Bessie. We have the whole store to cover, so... Mr. Gildersleeve. Hmm? You want to go up to the second floor? Second floor? No. Well, that's where we're going. Oop. Someone started the escalator. Let's get off of this thing, Bessie. is here. We'll have to work fast before they catch up with us. We must have her hidden here someplace. You take that aisle over there, and I'll take this one. Yes, sir. Now keep both your eyes open, Bessie. Oh, I will, Mr. Gildersleeve. Uh, wonder where they're hiding, that girl. Bessie, where are you? Oh, I'm in the kitchenware department. Where are you, Mr. Gildersleeve? I'm in ladies' bathing suits. <laughs> Dark in here. Wonder where Bessie is now. Bessie. 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 Yeah. Bessie's voice is changing. Whoop. Where can I go? What's this? Men's suit department. I'll stand next to these clothing dummies. Good thing I've got on my new spring suit. He's over here someplace, Blackie. Yeah, we'll find him. Imagine that goof. Bringing the package right to us. Yeah. What a sucker. <laughs> over there. See, look over there in the men's department. Okay, Blackie. Eve, he's coming over here. I'll stand real still. I'll be a dummy. And when you find him, don't play with him. I won't. I'll slap him silly with this blackjack. <laughs> now, I know you're around here someplace, Flatfoot, and I'm gonna find you. <laughs> See anybody? Nah. Nothing over here but a lot of clothing dummies. That's what he thinks. <laughs> Look at this fat dummy with the mustache. <laughs> What a stomach. Must be size 48. 47. <laughs> did you say something, Blackie? What? No, I never said nothing. Well, somebody did. 
One of these dummies ain't a dummy. <laughs> Come on now. Come on, which one of you guys is faking? So you won't talk, huh? Well, I'm gonna tickle every one of you. I'll start on the end here. No, he ain't ticklish. How about this one in a blue suit? Now, how about you, fatso? <laughs> you ticklish in the ribs? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're the one laughing, boy. Wait a minute. I got him, Lucky. Don't let him have it. Okay. What? You fell out of your chair and bumped your head. Oh, no wonder I had that horrible dream. But you did call me and say you were in trouble. Yes, I did. I left a package on the bus this morning, and I thought you might have found it. Oh, is that all? But everything's all right. The bus driver brought it into Hogan Brothers just as I was phoning you. Oh, so that's why you hung up. Well, I hope I haven't caused you any inconvenience. Inconvenience? No. I like falling on my head. <laughs> Well, goodbye, Mr. Gildersleeve. But, miss, when will I see you again? Well, I take the bus every morning, 9 o'clock. Ah, see you tomorrow, 9 o'clock. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> <sighs> Better sit down. My head still hurts. Well, anyway, it turned out all right. Got to clean it with a girl. I'll see you tomorrow morning. <laughs> Just lean back and think about it. God, she's beautiful. She's... Here I go again. Ouch! My head. Wonder what I'll dream about this time. <laughs> The great Gildersleeve will be back on his feet in just a minute. Have you heard the good news, ladies? In all states where laws permit, you can now get yellow parquet. Yes, parquet. The same delicious spread with a wonderful flavor now comes in handy quarter-pound sticks already colored a rich golden yellow. You'll find yellow parquet costs a little more, largely because of the federal coloring tax. But it's a real saving for you in time and trouble. Try the new yellow parquet in quarter-pound sticks. Remember, where state laws permit, you can get this delicious spread, golden yellow, ready to serve. Of course, you can still buy white parquet at the low economy price. That's P-A-R-K-A-Y, parquet margarine made by Kraft. Uh, good morning, P.V. Yeah, hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. How's your great detective this morning? Well, Peavy, I'm through with being a detective. How's that? Yes, sir. I've been neglecting my duties in the water department these last few weeks. Yes, yes, you have. Well, that's all over now. I'm returning to my regular work. I bet things will run a lot better in the water department now that I'm back on the job. Well, well now, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't say, say that. that. <laughs> <laughs> Fooled you, didn't I, Peavy? <laughs> Good night, folks. <laughs> The Great Gildersleeve is played by Harold Perry. The 
show was written by Gene Stone and Jack Robinson with music by Jack Meekin. Be sure to listen in next Wednesday and every Wednesday for the further adventures of the great Gildersleeve. You'll like this pleasant, quick way of making leftovers more delicious. Just add a little craft-prepared mustard and you add a lot of tang. Hidden flavors in boiled ham, sausage, most any meat pop right out. Every bite tastes better. Now you can get two kinds of craft mustard. Salad mustard, delicately spiced for those who prefer a milder flavor, and craft mustard with snappy horseradish added. Have both kinds in your pantry. Then with every meat dish, hot or cold, just add a little mustard and you'll add a lot of tang. Craft prepared mustard. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. friends from may 4th of 1949 the great gildersleeve here on sounds like radio well i think it's about time we heard from our house singer i'm gonna let him introduce this song for the third portion of our show take it bing hey we got a good opener here tonight opening number is a bright little latin thing has a latin uh, motif called over a bottle of wine <laughs> bottle of wine under a tropical sky a typical tropical atmosphere all his heart could hear was a sigh over a bottle of wine playing the tropical game a typical tropical love affair oh that tropic air was to blame they knew it was foolish to resist I I I and so they kissed, I, 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 never dreaming of tomorrow. Over a bottle of wine, living the tropical life, proving how happy a man could be when he's on a spree with his wife. Over a bottle of wine, under a tropical sky, lovely sky, a typical tropical atmosphere. All his heart could hear was a sigh. Over a bottle of wine, lovely moon, playing a tropical game for two. A typical tropical love affair. Oh, the tropic air was too plain. They knew it was foolish to resist. I, 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 and so they kissed. I, I, I. Never dreaming of tomorrow Over a bottle of wine Living the tropical life Proving how happy a man could be When he's on a spree with his wife Living the tropical, typical, tropical life Hoo-ha! Holy! Hungry, holy, this is Put your gusto! 
Oh, there goes Bing. <laughs> Dancing off into the night. Thank you, friends. Oh, I love my applause. Oh, thank you. Oh, you're too kind. Ah, Bing Crosby over a bottle of wine. Yeah, well, it's not a bad way to end the program for the great Gildersleeve over a bottle of wine. But I don't know. I'm not much of a drinker myself. In fact, I don't drink at all. I just don't do it. I guess you could call me a teetotaler. Actually, I'm having some tea right now as I do the show. Yeah, tastes good, too. Well, anyway, aside from having a bottle of wine, another thing you can do that's even more enjoyable is to step outside, particularly when you go to the country and you look around and you see them flowing fields of wheat or or just grass and trees. Oh, it's nice to be out there in the wide open spaces. You know who else likes it? Laurie Anders, that's who. Trouble female kind Like a horse that's single-gated She's got a one-track mind Some gals like their silks and satins A diamond or bouquet When I ask my gal what she likes Here's what she'll always say talking love when i puckered up to kiss her she started in to shout hit me with her loaded pistol knocking my front teeth out Like Gildersleeve likes the, <laughs> likes the wide open spaces too. <laughs> that was Laurie Anders. Great song from Laurie Anders. I love that song. 
And that was Arthur Godfrey sort of horning in on the side there, in case you're wondering who that guy was interrupting Gloriander's great song. Well, hey, yeah, that was her. You know, one of my favorite commercials. I always love to hear it when it comes on. And by golly, I haven't heard it too much recently. I hope they bring it back. But see if this doesn't sound familiar. I'm Jimmy Dean, and uh, I wish I could tell you how I feel about a morning like this. And that includes a good hearty breakfast. You need something to kind of warm my whole body up and get it going. Mm. It's a great way to kick off your day. Isn't it? Jimmy Dean. You know, I do kick off my days about every other day. I don't start every day with uh, eggs from Jimmy Dean, but I bet you about every other day I do. Recently, you know, I used to like to eat the uh, Jimmy Dean biscuits with egg and cheese. Well, I've kind of switched parties now. Now I, I still like them. I still have them in the uh, freezer, uh, egg and cheese biscuits, but now I enjoy those uh, what do they call them? Breakfast bowls. Yeah. I, I didn't try it before, but I recently started trying them, and they're very good. I'm surprised I like them so much. I get the ones with the uh, bacon, eggs, and the uh, I tried a new one. It's like a Mexican uh, egg thing, uh, some sort of a mix. Cola? I forget how they, what it's called. Uh, at any rate, I believe it is a Mexican uh, egg dish, but it's one of the breakfast bowls from Jimmy Dean. And Jimmy Dean, you know, he likes to stop by, especially <laughs> when I'm promoting his egg products. But no, he likes to stop by and sing songs. And you know, one of the, my one of my favorite Jimmy Dean songs is from an album I got of Jimmy Dean. Oh, probably about 20 years ago. The album is called I O U. One of the great songs on it is Jimmy Dean singing. I gotta sing my song for you. Well, <laughs> I'm back. I know that uh, there's some old friends probably saying, hey, it's nice to have you visit again. And probably most of you are saying, heck, I didn't know you was gone. A lot of people have said, why? And, uh... I must admit, I've asked myself that same question a few times. And unless you've been in our wonderful, crazy little world called entertainment, it's uh, kind of difficult to explain. I wrote a little song that I think probably can explain it better than I could if I talked all night. You see, it's really very simple. I gotta sing my song for you Just let me sing my song for you I told myself I could give this up And do it with all ease but I found that entertainment's not a job, it's a dang disease, and I got to sing my song for you. Yeah, let me sing my song for you. Oh, it's true that I do very well from the sausage that you eat. <laughs> But the ham I bring to you right here 
to me is twice as sweet and I gotta sing my song for you just let me sing my song Now Frank Sinatra left the stage, we all know that's a fact, but if I recall it is about two years, no blue eyes came back, now I don't expect to raise that fuss, now that I'm back on the scene, after all I ain't no blue eyes, I'm just old big ears Dean, but I gotta sing my song for you. Just let me sing my song for you. Now, Dino's a little bit older than me, but he ain't over the hill. I talked to his wife about a month ago, and she still takes a pill, and he still sings his song. So let me sing my song for you. Now I don't know exactly why you're here, if it's for laughter, joy, or tears. And to tell you the truth, I really don't care. I'm just dang glad that you're here. Now I tried to tell you how I feel this crazy little song and if you didn't like it just hang around cause there's always big bad john and i'm gonna sing that song for you just let me sing my song for you Yeah, Jimmy Dean, he wants to sing his little song for you, but uh, I don't know, uh, yeah, there we go, uh, it's getting kind of worried there, our engineer, you know, sometimes he gets confused, uh, there's some background music I was looking for, now Jimmy Dean, you know, you listen to Jimmy Dean and you can get real comfortable, in fact, Dinah Washington. She's gotten so comfortable, she wants to take her shoes off. <laughs> take your shoes off, baby. Here's Dinah Washington. I think you're going to like this one.
Take them shoes off. It's all right with me. Especially since it's the end of the show. And I can head on out the door if things start to smell around here. You know, them feet. Oh, oh, I hate to smell feet. Well, that'll do it, friends, for today's program. Just in time. I, yeah, that's right. Just in time. Our show has sadly come to an end for the program today. From Bing Crosby to Lori Anders to Jimmy Dean. The great singers all. I believe, we, yeah, we all also heard from Joe Stafford. Uh, it's been so long, I forget who else. Carson Robeson, yes. And we did hear from, oh yeah, Lucky Lips. <laughs> Lucky Lips, Gail Storm. How could I forget her? Ooh, she was hot too. Well, friends, until next time then, I am your humble host for Sounds Like Radio. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again next time. Goodbye, everybody.